When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome back into the Blue Horseshoe Podcast. Ryan Aki and George Bremer here with you. Make sure you are downloading, subscribing to the Blue Horseshoe Pod. And maybe answer some of our questions too in the comment section or the review section, I guess, where you can write your answers. We're asking you, would you rather have Jim Harbaugh or Bryson if you don't have one? And if you are lucky enough, a lucky enough fan, to be on Jim Irsay's private jet this weekend, going to New York City, seeing the ball drop, I guess, or presumably at least having a New Year's Eve party, then going to the Giants game the next day, watch a Giants Colts, and you're on a uh, private jet with Jim Marseille for a few hours. What would you ask him? I got a few questions, George, but since you're the professional, you're the one who gets you know paid to actually ask the hard-hitting questions. I'll let you go first. The floor is yours, sir. Is there any one pressing question that you would have uh, want to ask Jim Marseille uh, moving forward here? First of all, I just want to point out that there's an NFL owner who right now is offering a, a, a contest, and the prize is to come to your hometown and watch a football game. And when these fans that win this prize get there, you'll be on the other side of the country. So That's I just true. that that to me is a little ironic. But beyond that, um, I think my my first question I will ask him, you know, when I get a chance, what is it about Jeff Saturday that makes him a great candidate? What is he seeing that the rest of us are not? Yeah, that's, I mean, I'd love, that's a great call because it's like, again, even here going into Monday's game in ESPN, he says he's a, I think the words were competitive candidate, quote unquote. What are we talking? Like, is, he, is he living in, in the Raiders game still? Is he still watching that on replay instead of watching the other five games he's coached? Maybe, maybe, that, maybe that's why George, he's, he's competitive because he came in there and out coached Josh McDaniels. Although knowing Jim Mercy and someone who's, you know, uh, loves his team as a fan, maybe that's, that win was all he needed to kind of stick it to Jim, uh, to Josh McDaniels. And maybe now that's, that's why Jeff Saturday is sitting there at number one. I'd love to know if I got to ask him, like, what do you think, Jim, the reason for this failed season is? Because I'm not sure if Jim really understands, like, what is going on here. Like I said, even with his comments of uh, going back to before Monday's game, he's on ESPN, he basically said, I don't know the direction we're going to go at quarterback. We just kind of talked about before um, – you start the show talking about you know the future of this team is a quarterback for 2023 on this roster right now, and then we talked about Derek Carr and his you know should they trade for him? Like there's no there's there's no quarterback out there that I think is truly going to turn this team around. Um, that's also realistic. So it's like again, there's not a lot of options for you to really think or consider a, a veteran quarterback and going down that route again. It's obvious. Like the the, the answer is quarterback in the draft. But here he is. I don't know if he's trying to play, you know, playing cards and trying to, you know, play other owners and not really know what he's thinking. I don't know if he's trying to, you know, not reveal his hand too early. I have no idea. Jim Mercer is someone to me I take to be more honest than anything else. I don't think he's very calculated. I think he's just more just kind of tells you what's on his mind. And so I think when he says that, I think he's more being truthful than anything else. And I just don't know what he thinks the issues with his team are. Do you think you're going to go in the veteran market and then consider a guy, let's say, uh, of Derek Carr's, you know, talent level? someone in that kind of pool, well, you think that this team is not as bad as they, they are, or this team is just a quarterback away, which is absolutely not the case. So I would love to know, get in Jim's mind here and actually get his analysis of what he thinks the issue is for this team right now that's sitting there at 4, 10, and 1. And if, uh, yeah, I'd love to know because I'm afraid of the answer, to be honest. 
I am. I mean, looking at, at, at some of the things that he said, you know, Chris Ballard's going to be back as the GM, and uh, I think he's putting a lot of it on Frank Reich, and I think he's putting too much of it on Frank Reich. I'm not saying Frank Reich did a great job this year. I'm not saying he wasn't part of the issue, and I'm not saying that he should have been back next year, but I'm saying I think Jim Irsay's looking at it, uh, and he's weighing too much on the head coach. And I just feel like that's, that's part of the issue right now that, you know, the way that you put all the statements together, it just feels like he feels like this roster in general is close, is, is closer to where he wants it to be. Uh, and that, you know, if you are considering bringing in a veteran, if that is on the table, um, then, you know, that's obviously that that's your thought process. And I, I'm a hundred percent with you. I, I think that's the wrong idea. Now, if he is keeping his, cards close to the vest then good on him that right now the worst thing the Colts could do is come out and say they're they're definitely going to draft a quarterback uh while you're what fifth right now so you know and I think when we talk about the Derek Carr move earlier today I think the 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 underlying thing about that the most important thing about that from a Colts standpoint is that the Raiders are now a threat to trade up ahead of you you know that's kind of one of the things I've been looking at is you know who goes to two or three assuming Houston keeps that number one pick you know, who goes to two and three and tries to get whoever it is, Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, whatever, you know, that, that next half of the board is. Bryce Young, if he s- does slip past Houston. Um, I think the Raiders are high on that list now of possibilities. Um, they're, they're probably also high on the list of possibilities to land Tom Brady. So we'll, we'll see where all that works out. But I, I just – that's one thing I'm trying to keep my eye on. Those teams behind the Colts who might be sitting there wanting to move up, if you come out right now and say we're going to draft a quarterback – you you might as well just hand those guys a trade up. You know, right now you're you're trying to make it look as best you can. That you're keeping all options open. That's true. Again, I hope Jim Mercy is a good card player. I have no idea, but I I, I just take him more as truthful. So I would hey say so I, I take him and what he's saying more as him just being honest and just saying you know what yeah maybe we will go veteran market uh, veteran quarterback uh, this offseason compared to just. Uh, you know, trying to play coy and trying to kind of mislead other teams. Like I said, they maybe could jump the price or maybe jump them uh, when trying to trade up, you know, later on this offseason for sure. Um, I forget which pot I wish, George, but I think also you're right. By the way, we discussed, I think maybe after the Steelers game, uh, one of the losses, because now they just pile up here and they just all blend together. We highlighted the head coach of the issue. Like I said, Frank Reich, fine. Like when he was fired, I think it's justifiable. I think Frank Reich has had some issues this year for sure. Is he the number one reason why this team stunk this year? I would say no. So I think that's clear as well. Like I said, when we're talking about Jeff Saturday, is the head coach wasn't the issue for the wasn't the number one issue for this team in their struggles. And you see Jeff Saturday, who's supposed to bring this energy, bring this leadership. That didn't really occur. He has not really changed much outside of maybe getting up to a little bit of faster starts and winning one game against Vegas. Otherwise, it's been the same old Colts, no matter if it's Frank Reich or Jeff Saturday. So it's like the head coach is showing you at least if you have two different guys, two different styles, nothing's really changing. It's not really the head coach. Another question I would have for Jim is, do you trust Chris Ballard? Now, we kind of talk about this, right? When you, when you hire Jeff Saturday, it's just, it seems like Jim Mercer this year had, was the ringleader for benching Matt Ryan for Sam Ellinger, was the ringleader for obviously firing Frank Reich, was the ringleader for then hiring Jeff Saturday as the interim. Like, he has made all these moves that your GM that you're paying to, to, to make these moves you're just going over his head and doing the moves and basically acting as a de facto GM, basically being the Jerry Jones of the AFC. It, that to me screams you don't trust Chris Ballard. And if you don't Chris, trust Chris Ballard, why are you bringing him back? And why is he even still employed now? Like, if you're just going to make the moves by yourself, just fire Chris Ballard, get it over with, 
let them move on, you move on, and then just try to find a new head coach GM combo that works instead of kind of going over his head constantly, making moves and, you know, reducing his role for, for a reason that seemingly you don't trust him. I think the corollary to that, my question would be, is Chris Ballard going to have a, a role in, in this head coach search? Uh, that to me is one of the biggest questions of the offseason. Who's making this call? Is it a Jim Irsay search? Is he going to sit down and, and interview the candidates and, and make the ultimate decision? Or is he going to empower his general manager to do it? And if the answer is no, uh, I'm right back in, in what you're saying. Then, then why are you bringing Chris Ballard back? You know, if you're not going to let him do his job, then why is he here? Um, I'm, I'm 100% behind you on that. Um, and, and I think, honestly, that to me is the number one question coming in the offseason. Who is making this call on the head coach? It's I, hopefully it's Chris Ballard or if Chris Ballard's fired, hopefully it's a GM because right now Jim Mercy is showing you his judgment when it comes to football moves. It's not been very good whatsoever. Every move he's made has failed. So that's the for sure whether, again, when you bring new GM or not, you have to have the GM be making this decision of, of for head coach because otherwise, again, if it's in Jim Mercy's hands, can't trust that it's going to go well, that's for sure. On that note, one last question I would have for Jim Mercy uh, is this, George. How can you convey that you will not be a meddling owner going forward? We've talked about it before. For the for Jim Mercer's credit, for the most part, he's been out of the way. He's allowed the people he's hired to do the work he's hired them to do. This year, we mentioned it's been totally sideways. It's not been the case. But if you're like, I, there's recency bias with everybody. So if you're a prospective head coach, if you're Jim Harbaugh, how why would you take the job? And how can at least if you are Jim Mercer, how can you convey to a guy like Jim Harbaugh, I will not get in the way. I will not meddle. I will not force your hand in playing this guy and playing that guy. Because even though it's been the case this year, it's a, how do you just convey it's a one-off? That's, I guess, maybe a, a simpler, more condensed way to ask the question. Yeah, you know, and, and I think one of the reasons I think Jim Harbaugh is the one big name who might not, you know, turn this job down without looking into it, uh, he's got a relationship. He's got a standing relationship with Jim Mercer. He knows him. Uh, he knows him on a personal level. I think he would have more sway than any other head coach that would come in here. Um, obviously, you're, you're going to have, you know, the fresh start and everything. Uh, but I think he's he's been around long enough. He knows how to play the media. He knows, you know, how to to get what he wants. I feel like he's the one guy who might not be concerned about the, the answer to that question in, in the group. Everybody else, if you're coming in here and you're meeting Jim Mercy for the first time, that's going to be the top of your list. You know, it, it, do I get to choose my starting quarterback? Now, you know, in defense of Ursay, to to a little to one degree, it's obvious Jeff Saturday's had that leeway. You know, I mean, we know, or at least we think we know, that Frank Reich was it commanded to to, to bench Matt Ryan the first time. Right. But it's clear that that it was Saturday's call to bring Matt Ryan back, and it's Saturday's call right now for Nick Foles to be the starter. So, you know, I think that's how to answer your question to Jim Ursay. That's how that's how he would probably answer it. You know, by what he's done since. Um, I still think, though, are you empowering your your general manager? And that's going to be as big a part of this. You know, I think the head coach finally has the say that he's supposed to have again, but but does the GM and will he moving forward? And again, I think Harbaugh is the one guy who probably doesn't care much about that uh, simply because he's going to walk in here and he's going to be given the benefit of the doubt. If things don't go well next year, Jim Harbaugh is not going to get blamed for it. It'll be Chris Ballard if he's still here. It'll be the decisions that Jim Irsay made. You know what I mean? He's going to probably have a honeymoon period that, that a lot of other guys wouldn't have. Uh, so I think, I don't know that he would be as concerned, but if you're D'Amico Ryans, for instance, 
uh, coming from the best organization in the NFL, as we just talked about, that's got to be really heavy on your head. You know, are you going to be able to make the calls? Is the guy that hired you going to be able to make the calls? You know, I, I think that's a big issue this offseason. We'll see how big it is uh, in a couple of weeks here as the coaching search gets started. But that one is, I think, right after the, the Chris Ballard question, the number two question for this offseason is, you know, how much power are the GM and, and head coach going to actually have? I got one more for you to close that, Georgia. Bonus question. It's not for Jim Mercer. It's actually for the fans who win this contest, whoever does it. It's a Twitter contest for Jim Mercer. My only question is one word. Why? <laughs> why the hell? Now, on the private jet sick, maybe a New Year's Eve party, if, you know, once a lifetime experience. Let me tell you, New Year's Day, 1 o'clock, Giants, Colts, no thing. Outdoors. No, Outdoors. I don't know you. what the forecast is, but uh, no, I thought that was funny. I kind of told my wife last night. I said, well, it's nice that he wants to to do a giveaway to make it up to the fans, but how is the prize to watch more Colts football? <laughs> yeah. like, I'm not really sure that that's, that's the, the makeup that they deserve. Yeah, if anything, I feel like you got to pay them to go at that point. Forget about making a freight. You should pay those fans to go watch some more bad football. Oh, boy. Yeah, at least it's warming up here in New York City. It's, it's starting to thaw out. I think we're getting the 50s later this week. So it maybe won't be freezing like the deep freeze we had last week. So there's something for you. There's a little, you know, optimism. You won't be freezing. You took us off watching some more bad Colts football and watching Nick Foles inevitably, I'm sure, turn the ball over at least two more times like the Colts. I've On average, I've done every single game so far this season. Oh, boy. Two more games to go, George. Speaking of which, we will be back for our preview pod on Friday. We'll preview the Giants game, uh, Colts-Giants getting ready here for the final away game of the season. Uh, we'll discuss a few other things as well. So make sure you're downloading and subscribing. Because, again, we got still – that's a brag. I feel like we our conversations have been fun. There's still a lot to talk about, even for a team that doesn't give a lot to talk about, at least record-wise in the field. So there's a lot of content coming your way. A lot of draft talk coming your way. So make sure you're downloading and subscribing to the Blue Horseshoe Pod wherever you do get your podcasts. We have a lot of good stuff coming your way. So enjoy the rest of your week. We'll talk to you on Friday right here on the Blue Horseshoe Pod.